0: Hey there! Welcome to the Pelvis Project Podcast. I'm Megan.
1: And I'm Roxy. We're two pelvic health experts brought together by passion for our careers, entrepreneurship, motherhood, and the desire for intentional
0: relationships. Join us in our mission to spread pelvic floor awareness and start conversations surrounding the truth behind genuine health, imperfect wellness, and joyfully navigating life. We are so glad you're here with us. Let's start the conversation. Hello, we are back for another episode. Roxy, how are we this morning? We are great. It's great. It's
1: a good morning to be here talking with
0: you. Yes. Okay. So today we're going to talk about something that has come up frequently for both of us in our clinics of um, phone calls and questions being asked, which this episode is going to lead into some more in-depth discussions as to um, pelvic floor therapy during pregnancy and postpartum and how to prep yourself for um, delivery as far as for pelvic floor goes. But today we're going to talk about, we've had a couple of recent people reach out on both of our ends and asking questions about, should I start pelvic floor therapy while I'm pregnant? And specifically a couple of people who are like, I'm not really having any problems. I'm not sure if I should start it now. I've heard it's good, but I don't know what to do. And I had one person in particular mentioned that she had called around and had been told to start after she had her baby. And I definitely, you know, gave our recommendations that we should be starting pelvic floor therapy during pregnancy. And the short answer to this is you can start pelvic floor therapy or should start for when you're pregnant, you know, as as soon as you can really, and we're going to get into why we recommend that in a little bit more detail. But Roxy, let's talk about we have kind of a, a, some bullet points of some things that we have for the importance of pelvic health during pregnancy. And Roxy, why don't you start us off with talking about pain? For sure. So
1: I think we're just with pregnancy, we most women during their pregnancy experience pain at some point. And so that's kind of the low hanging fruit usually when we're getting the calls is people saying, I just hurt" or I can't even get out of bed, things like that. Like there's just a lot of pain. Megan already kind of hinted at that though, of that, why should we wait until the problem is there? Because we know for a fact that our bodies are going to change during pregnancy. And so we can start seeing women when they're pregnant, because we know we know that change is, change is inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. Our body's getting to be maxed out and, and just tested to the limits by the time that that delivery day comes. Yes, we want to start with pain, right? But if we can start people even before their pain happens, we can one prevent a ton of pain because we can see, I mean, we can look at how a woman's body is moving, how it's functioning, and we can see, ooh, this, this isn't quite right. And this potentially could set you up for pain later on in your pregnancy or postpartum right and so we really are advocating for once you're pregnant we we know we know the outcome here we know that there's change and so let's help that change go in the right direction and let's let's be the driver of how our body adapts to those changes during pregnancy that's kind of yeah. a little sidebar of of the topic of pain of saying what if we could just prevent the pain a lot of the pain
0: and start there yeah Oh, no, I was just going to say where you were talking about that to say to speak into that some more. It's kind of that um, approach of more uh, like preventative versus reactive, you know, and getting in there ahead of time. And I think we're so led to think like, especially for PT, I can't go unless I have, quote, unquote, like this problem Mm-hmm. And especially our clinics are designed to be to where like no, like it's preventative, like come come on in and let's get an assessment and see, yeah, like you said, Roxy, how you're moving and some techniques to support your, your pelvis and your core and everything while you get up out of bed or you get up out of a chair. Because that's typically as, as baby grows and we're doing these movements and we're it's harder and harder to engage all of that because those muscles are put on such a stretch. Inevitably, like you said, things end up happening and pulling and weakness and all this you know, business. And so then we get this low back pain or this SI pain, a pulled muscle. And so getting in and learning the techniques while well, you feel good. And then that way, I mean, some of my most successful patients that have I've seen through pregnancy were ones that came in, happened to come in for another reason, pelvic floor related ended up, Hey, guess what? I just found out I'm pregnant. And so as we were treating the other thing, I saw them through their pregnancy and very, you know, very little pain. And if it came up, we were able to address it because we already laid the groundwork early on before the muscles were on a big stretch and all that. And I'm definitely not saying like, if you're in your third trimester and you haven't gone to pelvic floor PT yet, like you're fine, you'll be just fine. But it is kind of cool to like, be able to train yourself and learn those techniques before you're in an like a 911 situation where you're in a lot of pain. So yeah, I'm just echoing what Roxy you just said.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and I think that when we when we look at pregnancy, unfortunately, the attitude and the tone that comes around that is, oh, we're just gonna kind of fall apart as pregnancy progresses. And there's no you there's no sense in really trying to gain during that cuz it's just going to be all for nothing. And that I couldn't see that be debunked more often than when I have patients come in and they're feeling rough, you know, even earlier in their second trimester when they're like, "What is happening? Like this shouldn't be this way yet." And they're feeling rough, they're feeling painful, they're already waddling or whatever it is. And they go in, we work together and by the time they go to deliver, they are stronger than they were. You know, they're stronger than they were earlier in their pregnancy. So at the end of their pregnancy, they're stronger, they're healthier, they're feeling better than when they Mm -hmm. were earlier in their pregnancy. And so we don't see this linear progression. It shouldn't be that way where we assume there's a linear progression of as pregnancy progresses, our pain automatically and inevitably gets worse. It's it doesn't have to be that way. And so that's kind of just something if that's how your mindset is right now and if you've experienced that in pregnancy or you've never been pregnant, no matter where you're at, I challenge you to think about that of pregnancy is not a disease process. We do not have to feel awful by the end. We don't have to let our bodies just fall apart. We are still strong women like we can still we can still improve. We can still progress in the midst of that season of life.
0: Yeah, and also with that you know, this sense of like, uh, there's also a tone set when you are have discomfort during pregnancy. It's like, oh, sorry. Well, yep, you're pregnant. You get that kind of a lot when you go into like your provider to your checkups. And I know that they, they mean well, but to say, oh, yeah, like that's just normal. Yeah, it might be a common occurrence that happens during pregnancy, but there is most definitely strategies that we can use to try to help you feel better. And then also, I'm just going to kind of like put this out there too. We often sometimes get um, individuals reach out, they're pregnant, and they'll ask questions and then they'll say, okay, well, I'm going to ask my doctor if I can come see you at my next appointment. And I just want to let everybody know that I know here in Kansas, and I know a lot of states, uh, we are direct access state, meaning... You don't have to go get permission from your doctor to go see a pelvic floor therapist uh, or, or a physical therapist for that manner. And but at that, if you do come in, we are constantly screening. Uh, we are trained to screen for red flags or you know yellow flags. All the things that if you if we see something or in that initial visit, we're like, ooh yeah, let's let's chat with the doctor first. We almost definitely refer you back to your doctor. But just so you know, uh, for anybody listening out there if this is something you want to do, you get to do it and you get to be an advocate and a, an active decision maker in your health to be able to go and and get input from a, a pelvic floor therapist during pregnancy, treatment, recommendations, all that stuff. So just a little, a little bit of information there on that. Cause I think there's definitely a misconception with that, that we have to like get permission to go. And that's, that's not the case. And in fact, I mean, we have a lot of providers we work with that love pelvic floor PT, and we get work with them a lot and get referrals. And I don't think you're ever really going to have a provider that says like, oh, why would you do that? You shouldn't have done that. And if they do say that, then we need to be having a deeper conversation (laughs) with that person. So anyway, so moving on. Okay. So next one is this kind of definitely goes in with pain, but improving mobility So, a lot of times, depending on where you're at in your activity level prior to pregnancy, different factors that might play into this, we get a lot of tightness through the pelvis. Um, and you know, you think about like you hormones change, we get increased laxity, all that kind of stuff. But if someone's kind of stiff before hips are stiff, pelvis is stiff, um, rib cage isn't moving as pregnancy progresses, the ribs, everything gets very tight. So, it's one thing that we can work on is helping to. Improved mobility throughout the body, which then transfers into having a better outcome, potentially a better outcome with delivery and um, just understanding how your body moves and just having this like really good awareness for delivery. So improved mobility. And then I'm going to go ahead and hit the next one, Roxy, and then I'm going to have you go to the next two after that. But uh, maintaining bowel and bladder function. So sometimes we have individuals that already are leaking urine before they're pregnant. Sometimes it shows up while they're pregnant. But when we see you in those early days, if it hasn't shown up yet, you know, we still can do internal work if we need to. Of course, we always make sure that that is um, cleared by your doctor and that you're comfortable with that. We wouldn't typically start that until second trimester unless there is a reason to start it before your doctor, you know, refers you. We do get that often. And sometimes we don't have to do that at all, but it's an option if we need to know what that pelvic floor is doing. But maintaining bowel and bladder function is just like basically what we're doing for anybody else. We're making sure everything's working the way that it should. If it shows up, we look at all the contributing factors and we, you know, yes, it's more challenging as baby grows. We have more weight down on the pelvic floor, but by and far you are educated, you are trained, you know, the function of it all. And so it helps you be able to either improve that during pregnancy, or be able to also be like, okay, so here we are at the end, this is still an issue. But then postpartum, you've already laid this like muscle memory groundwork of what we need to do. So it transfers over and we see that recovery, like go a lot quicker, because you're already very aware of what what we should be doing. So 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 far we've gone through alleviating pain, improved mobility and helping to maintain bowel and bladder function. And I would just add to that too, sometimes pregnancy isn't the
1: reason that our bowel and bladder fun- our bowel and bladder symptoms show up. Sometimes there was dysfunction present, but our body wasn't pushed to the limit yes. or challenged in the way that pregnancy challenges our body. And so that dysfunction was present before pregnancy. It just wasn't symptomatic yet. And the way that we were living our life kind of masked that. And I think our bodies are really cool that they're resilient in that way, but they mm-hmm. can kind of be kind of sneaky and they can cover up oh, a lot of troubles that yes. our bodies are having. But it's really hard then when our body is um just stretched to the limit and we're asking so much of ourselves during pregnancy that um, those dysfunctions tend to show up during that time. Yes, absolutely. I would agree with that. Okay. So then let's move on into the next kind of reason that it's important or it can be helpful for pelvic health to occur during pregnancy. And that's to promote continued fitness. And I would say fitness can be substituted with activity, whatever that means to you. It doesn't have to be necessarily these hard fitness workouts, but I will say the most miserable place we can be in life is just being incapable of moving and living and doing the things that we want to. And so I think there's a lot of misconception too that during pregnancy, we can't function the way that we were before. And while that can progress or that can decrease in intensity or we have to modify as our belly gets bigger, We can, in fact, do a lot of the same things that we were doing if we're being wise about it, if we're listening to our body, if we're preparing our body to do certain activities in a different shape Mm -hmm. and size of what we were um, before pregnancy. And so just to be able to continue, if you like to run, there's a lot of women that run really far and deep into pregnancy if you like to lift weights, I have a lot of CrossFit women that that still are doing CrossFit workouts. They might look a little different. The weight might be different. The intensity, the speed, those types of things might be different as they get closer and closer to their delivery date. But we can continue to do even these things that seem really hard as long as, like I said, we're being smart, our, you know, our doctor's helping us in that if we have concerns. If you come in for prenatal pelvic health therapy, we can be watching. We can go with you. We can walk you through those movements and see how are you doing these? What's your body looking like during this? Are there ways we can optimize the way that your body's moving so that you can continue to do these activities? Even if it's just picking up your other kid, you know, like that, that can be really difficult as pregnancy progresses. So we want to help you. And it's very possible to continue your activities through deep into pregnancy and not be paying for it and not be injuring your body either.
0: Right. And to that too, we have, you know, different patients have different personalities and we get those individuals who come in and, and they just find out they're pregnant and they're actually pretty normally pretty active, but then they stop because they're afraid they're going to cause a, an issue or they're going to, and, you know, they are like, I don't want to cause myself to get a diastasis, a separation of my, my abs. And I just, I don't know. And so we're there to be like, no, 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 like you, we can guide you and just check in and make sure that everything's going fine. And here's some strategies to try to promote safety with exercise or some people might have a little instability. And so here's some recommendations on a, an SI belt or things that we can do to keep you moving. Because there are so much cardiovascular changes happening during pregnancy, all of that, like it's just such a beautiful thing. It is so empowering. And we are so amazing to be able to birth a child and carry a child. And every piece of that is just such a miracle how it all progresses. And so I think just having somebody on your team walking you, like you said, through it to encourage you and help you do the things you want to do. Everybody's goals look different. So it might just be playing with their kids. But like you said, Roxy, sometimes we have these, you know, high level like CrossFit, all that stuff. That's what you want to do. We're there to support you with it. We will tell you if there's something that's like, well, maybe we need to like put that one back in our pocket until after we we will. But we're also if it's something super important to you, we're going to try to help problem solve to be able to continue. So definitely cool stuff.
1: I just will share kind of a patient testimonial from just yesterday. I have a gal that had pubic symphysis pain that was coming in and we started maybe a month or two ago. She's not due till I think the end of December, but she's feeling great. And she's, she told me yesterday, I finally, you know, we had last visit. She said, I want to, I want to start lifting weights again. I just have been so afraid to, because of my pain and we've, her pain's gone. So that's great. And she, you know, yesterday said, I got to just lift weights and it was only like, three pound dumbbells. But she said, it wasn't about the actual workout. She said, just my, my satisfaction in my day of just feeling confident to move and do the things that love, it was more of just a mental boost that I needed. And I thought that was just, I thought that was really powerful to say it wasn't even the workout. Like she's like, the workout was pathetic, but it just made me feel so good and feel so healthy to be able to move my body like that again.
0: That's awesome. That is so awesome. And I think like, yeah, meeting our, meeting you where you're at on your journey while you're pregnant, because that baby comes out and, you know, depending on how much your baby weighs, you're right away picking up, you know, anywhere from who knows five to 10 pounds. So it's just basically with that of just encouraging, if you're unsure about your fitness while you're pregnant, one more reason to go ahead and go in. And again, like it doesn't have to be a lot of visits. If you're doing, if you're cruising through pregnancy, it's not like we have to see you every week. Sometimes it's, you know, three visits, maybe it's one during your second trimester and then a couple during your third. And we'll talk more about that as far as like getting closer to delivery of what, you know, that kind of looks like, but okay. So let's see here. Next one, Roxy, you want to take that one?
1: Yeah. So kind of, you kind of just touched on that, but improving labor and birth. And I think that this is a huge one. And I, Every pregnant woman, I would generalize this, but I think has the goal of having as smooth and safe and enjoyable as much as possible um, labor and delivery process as they can. And so to set up, if we go back to some of these things, if we alleviate pain, if we improve mobility, if we have good bowel and bladder function, and if we can continue to be active through a pregnancy, then those things are setting us up for better labor and birth. One thing, though, if you're doing all those things that some people have a hard time connecting with or realizing is just that pelvic floor connection of when you're birthing a child, the pelvic floor's role is just to move out of the way. And in order for that to happen and not have that be forced out of the way, there has to be connection there with those muscles. We have to have awareness of that part of our body. We have to do some work there. Typically, in order to just connect with that area. And the people who do this naturally, it's not just because they have done it, they just know how to do it intuitively. It's because they are doing a lot of breath work or they're doing a lot of mindfulness with just their cool downs or whatever it is. And so, just being able to set those, especially the pelvic floor muscles up for um, that process of moving out of the way. And even if you're having a C section, of just being resilient during the pregnancy process. But anyway, also. I would just kind of add to that too of just that mobility piece of getting into different positions for mm-hmm. labor and being able to move in and out of that and know your body. All those things are topics that we go over to prep you for that day, for that that event in order to have the best outcome, not just to have a baby, but to, for your body to be resilient through that process too.
0: Well, and our next two kind of go with that. So as you're talking about how importance of public health during pregnancy to improve labor and birth increasing education and awareness during that time and then reducing postpartum complications it all kind of those three all play together because like you just said you know we're we're there to help train you so birth is basically like having a baby is basically like running a marathon except when you go run a marathon most people train for that marathon like you know it takes months ahead of time of like increasing your mileage and all that kind of stuff delivery is like that except we didn't necessarily, quote unquote, train for it. So as you're coming in and we're going over education and awareness and connection with the pelvic floor and birth positions, and we repeat that over and over and over again, it becomes more ingrained. So then in that moment, because if it's something you've heard once or twice, believe me, when you're having your baby, that kind of goes out your brain, <laughs> you're, you're focused on a lot of other things. But when you've really had that time to almost like go through and imagine what your birth might be like and kind of have some plans of, you know, we, we don't know what's going to happen. And we, we always encourage that and have those conversations with patients of, okay, like what, like, what does your birth plan look like and what are some alternatives and opening up the conversation, holding space for like, okay, we never really know what's going to happen. We might have plans for plan A and it might go to plan E who knows, but um, the education piece of how the body works, what the pelvic floor is doing, the positioning, all of that. If you've been doing this, leading up and coming in and hearing it over and over again, man, when you go into to labor and you're there in the hospital, you can advocate for yourself better. You can speak up for what you want better, like all just so, such a beautiful thing. And then also, as we go into postpartum, With that awareness that you have and what you've learned about your pelvic floor, it does help you know and understand like some things that could be like, oh, wow, maybe I maybe I do need to reach out to my doctor and ask about these questions. Or, you know, once you've established with with a pelvic floor therapist, I mean, I know with with us, both Roxy and I at our clinics, uh, we encourage send us an email after you have the baby. if, If you have questions between the appointments, reach out to us it's somebody on your team so you don't feel as alone postpartum especially after that first baby there's just so many new things happening that it's it's nice to feel like you have resources that are readily available and you don't have to explain your situation like we already know your history so it's easier okay so to wrap things up of uh, the importance of public health during pregnancy if you've had that question in your mind of should i start i you know and and wondering answer is yes. And to review, um, it's definitely going to help increase your education and awareness, um, potentially reduce postpartum complication, improve your labor and birth, promote continued fitness, help maintain bowel and bladder function, improve mobility. And most importantly, well, I guess you could say most importantly, but alleviate pain if you're having that, because we want to have the most enjoyable pregnancy that we can. So there are lots of different reasons here that you can see And we'll have a, we'll record another episode of kind of like, you might have more questions of, well, what exactly do you do? Or more specifically, I want to know what that looks like. And we'll talk more about that. But with this, we'll end this episode here. And if you have any questions about any of this, definitely reach out, send us a message, probably best through our Instagram at the Pelvis Project. And we are happy to answer any questions or send you in the right direction. We both offer, I know, virtual consults. So that's always an option too. If you wanted to get on with us and and talk directly, that is an option. But we just appreciate everybody listening. And we hope that this helped kind of open everybody's eyes up to why we do suggest pelvic floor therapy during pregnancy. Let's keep the conversation going, Roxy. All righty. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Pelvis Project Podcast. Help us continue the conversation by liking and sharing this episode with friends. And if you really want to do us a solid, leave us a review. If you'd like to follow us on social, check out the show notes for links. And remember, this week, take a deep breath and relax your pelvic floor.